Welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show, hosted by Amber Strange and Jenna Penrose, two mothers and detectives dedicated to fully embodying a new paradigm of conscious parenting, deeper relationships, healing ourselves into radiant health, and epic answers to age-old enigmas. Get ready to get your mind blown, because this week's episode starts in Three, two, one. Welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show, everyone. We are your hosts, Amber and Jenna, and today we are discussing these crazy bonkers time and exploring the global situation through astrology and tarot with special guest, Maja Deu. Welcome, everyone. Woo, 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 yeah. Hi, Maja. <laughs> Hi, ladies. Hi, Mama. Hi, Maja. Hi, I'm so excited for this episode. I cannot wait to pick Maja's brain about all the ins and outs of the situation because I just can't find answers anywhere else. So I agree. There's <laughs> way too many theories out there, and I myself am bouncing around. I'm not yeah. sure either what the yeah. heck is going on. Same. I don't. I just can't pinpoint what's going on here. So I'm excited to hear Maja's take. Yes, I bet the rest of the world is upheaval, upheaval. Yeah. Okay. Well, before we get into it, shall we spin out Maja's bio? Yes. So Maja is a practicing witch, artist, scholar of alchemy and the occult lore, whose interest in the esoteric sciences spans her entire lifetime. After completing her bachelor's degree in biochemistry, Maja studied oriental medicine and acupuncture while training in martial arts and later uh, earned her master's degree in transformational psychology with a focus on shamanism. The I Ching and ancestors in her thesis Oh, sorry. So her focus on her thesis was shamanism, I Ching, and the ancestors. Uh, Maja is the author of many books, which we're going to link in the show notes uh, to a few of them. Uh, she is the creator of an amazing tarot deck and lecturer of various mysterious topics in Los Angeles. She also educates the public through her community nonprofit work uh, with the Well Wishers, which she established with Dr. Kelvin DeWolf. And uh, we can find out more about her and how to book uh, a session with her on her website, which we will also link. So Maja is also my favorite mystic in the whole world. Aww. So smart, so on point, so fresh. We love you, Maja. So Thank fresh. You so much. Aww, yes. Ladies. Thank you for the freshness. I really appreciate that. <laughs> um, do you have a definition, Jenna, on this topic? So today we are going to be getting answers from spirit th- via Maja as the container um, with her tarot and astrology skills. So that's what we're doing today. Sounds pretty good to me. Let's get some clarity on this. Uh, Maja, should we hit you with an obvious question? Did you and your astrology chart see this coming? (laughs) That's what they always ask. And why didn't you tell us? (laughs) Why don't you want it? As we've discussed quite a few times, even on the other shows, uh, it has been indicating that there is going to be an event occurring, right? And we've all been kind of discussing it, I feel like a lot. People didn't know what form it was going to take. Uh, But even last time we had talked about the new earth forming and how that was going to result from the death of the old ones. So it's, uh, you know, as we've discussed in the death waves, we've 
I think all of the ascensioners, at least, and folks that are awakening or cluing into things have felt um, a wave like this coming. Some people weren't sure what form it was going to take. Some people thought it would be like a, a war or a fight. Certainly when different political regimes came into office, a lot of people thought it would be like, you know, North Korea event or some kind of large scale event. So I feel like this event is in keeping with what most people saw, which was something that would restructure the systems. So really what most folks and you ladies as well have been talking about is that there was going to be a systemic overhaul, which is exactly what we're seeing now. Um, Can I just ask you, do you think this coronavirus situation is the main event wave? Or do you think this is like, uh, you know, one of the waves well, we've seen a lot of waves since uh, 2012. For me, I really felt them ramping up in 2014. As for, I'll tell you exactly what happened. First, we've been getting these death waves, and then all the corruption has been rising to the surface. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny that the virus really uh, supplanted itself at the full worm moon, uh, just mm-hmm. because that particular full moon is when all of the earthworms kind of come up from the ground and get exposure to the surface. So these like contractions, mm. you know, we've talked about them in terms of contractions of the birthing of this new time. So it's not a singular event. I would say there's no way it's singular. Uh, well, I guess I mean like, you know, in and to use the birth analogy, if you're having contractions up until which are getting stronger up until yeah. the point where the baby comes out, I guess what I'm asking is the baby coming out or, you know, oh, yeah. we, or are out. we just in transition? <laughs> Baby's out, man. The jig is up. Right. So uh, in the net result, it's terrible. Like I'm not trying to sound glib or flippant at all because this has got serious consequences for a lot of people. Um, but mainly what we're seeing is the systems are because their structure can't hold any system that doesn't have a strong enough foundation is going to buckle and collapse now. And that's going to be a benefit because it means that the system could not support uh, something like this. So it has to get Mm -hmm. demolished and we have to instate a new evolution Mm -hmm. of an entirely new system. I I feel like this event is going to cause not just little band-aids or, you know, some kind of redoing of the same old thing. It's going to drastically change now because there's no way it can go back. Can you speak to the exact systems you see buckling under and leaving room for a rebirth of a new system? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, we got so many, right? We got the healthcare system, right? Uh, Healthcare, number one, and we're seeing that globally. And again, these aren't just uh, for Americans, but this is is what's so special about this event, Um, you know, regardless of how terrifying and, you know, like I said, with consequences it has is that it's a global event. So it's not only happening for one country, it's happening in a totality. And that's what kind of sets it apart from other events. Like if America has certain events, right, like everyone having to deal with political things in America, that really doesn't compare to this event because it's occurring on a global level. So the systems are getting affected globally. So it's globally affecting health system, economic system, human rights 
right? Racism is having to get addressed uh, because of people's perceptions. Even, you know, dum-dums are seeing (laughs) the the virus as being affiliated with different races, which is like all these separators are having to be demolished. Uh, Food systems are having to get addressed right now. Uh, Certainly in in addition to this virus and plague that uh, Africa is getting a huge plague of locusts. Uh, interesting. Oh, How massive, very interesting. Massive. Biblical. Yeah. Massive biblical plagues, which, you know, happen. Um, it's not unique. Plagues happen periodically uh, throughout the, the kind of circling that we do as human beings. Otherwise there wouldn't have been these same kind of situations mentioned in these ancient books like the Bible, they come about when it's time for an evolution to occur. And it affects mm. them on such a large level that there has to be a global revolution with it. So I feel like those systems, specifically political systems, okay, law enforcement, we're seeing all those buckle too. We're having um, prisoners released in New York, in Los Angeles, in Brazil, in other countries, they're having mass releases of uh, the law enforcement system because it's buckling. It can't. It can't withstand the pressure. So anything that falls, the, the tower card, you know, like it all, everything on a false foundation has to fall. Correct. It's castles made of sand, and uh, the benefit, the only mistake we could do is if we try to replace these systems with the same thing. We mm-hmm. have to take the opportunity now to have revolutions in all of these areas. Oh, so like ready for it. Yeah. Mm. Right. We've been been trying to prepare for it uh, as best we can, but now it's so on such a large level that every human has to really step up and be involved in the restructuring because it affects every area of our life, right? Food, health, money, jobs, like every individual is getting impacted by this global event, which is what makes it so epic. I love as well that this situation is pushing all of us into confinement, which is allowing ourselves to get in touch with our own personal systems, what needs Mm -hmm. to be broken down, what is breaking down, and what we as individuals can rebuild rather than just putting it into the hands of the leaders of the country rebuilding systems. We ourselves are almost forced to look at our systems and what we can personally, how we want to personally change them and how to do that. Yeah. And on that note, too, you know, if you look at a lot of prophets like Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, a lot a lot of times they're, you know, sequestered alone in a cave for 40 days and 40 nights. So the fact that we're all trying being forced to do that, it, all of us on a global scale is pretty interesting. I think it's going to be beneficial. And like you mentioned, that's how these things occur, right? First, there's this kind of uh, retraction uh, like how the mom with the baby takes time by themselves right after the baby's born, right? It's very similar and it's mirroring all of these natural processes. Uh, also when, 40 days. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Also 40 mm-hmm. days. When you give birth, you do it. When you get ill or have an illness, you need to go into yourself, deep into your body, into like what Amber said, we have to go into our own responsibility, our own reaction to it. We have to come out of codependency, uh, see you know, what we as individuals can do and then team up in the whole. But first there has to be that retraction uh, to concentrate the energetic force. That's how these things are done. Mm. And for, for the big question, let's just get straight to it. <laughs> Marja, what is your astrology telling us about how this is all going to play out? Do you have timelines? Do you have strong predictions on how those systems are getting rebuilt? 
Tell us all. And also what's happening right now in the astrology, because I don't even know what the planets are, are saying right now. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, astrology is very helpful. I know I've talked to you guys a little bit about this before, but for folks maybe that are new to listening, um, I've mentioned before there's when you go into certain places of consciousness, there isn't time and space. So everything just becomes funny because, you know, we have to remember today isn't even Friday because we made that up. But if we look at the patterns, I like to use astrology because it's good with ascertaining data. So for whatever people want to say about astrology, we can look at data and then I compare it to is the data true? Is there efficacy in it? And is it providing, um, you know, good data that turns out to be correct? So the reason that I like to look at astrology is because I have a lot of efficacy with the Mm -hmm. data that it gives. So Mm -hmm. Uh, that I have evidence of because people tell me that it was correct, right? So that's where I go from. So for the, in terms of timelines, I got that not from astrology initially, but from a meditation where I got an angel message, which I just call them angels. You know, people can have whatever opinion you want about that. I kind of identify a lot of messages I get is from angels. That's just what I do. Um, I, I feel that too. I, I feel right? that. Yeah. Yeah. So they kind of showed me that um, by Easter, things would shift, uh, which is funny because it's like a month, right? So it started like mid-March, the quarantine, which uh, about a month later, it'll be after Easter. And that goes along in with natural cycles. So if we look at- every- 40 days. Yeah, right? It's the 40 days of the Noah, of Jesus in the desert, of everything always is 40 days, right? So it's following along with that natural cycle. Um, And also in spring in general, if we look through history, pandemics tend to occur in the spring. What I see happen every single March, uh, which I've talked about in some of my blogs and posts, is that at the Ides of March, in the middle of March, the earth opens up and expands. And you can feel it too. This isn't like, woo, this is actually energetic, right? She opens up the Aurora expands. This is actually physics and science and space stuff. Okay. The earth's magnetic field opens and there's a hole where the sun comes in. It's like a big sex experience between the sun and the earth where (laughs) so is like literally at this time, the solar, you know, um, energy penetrates the earth's atmosphere and it opens up. There's all this gnarly destruction every single March 14th. uh, This happens, the Aurora expands. And then there's all this kind of pestilence waves and then a death wave, uh, which I've experienced the last few marches at this time and shown people about and had pretty amazing feedback on. And then uh, by April, by about the first or second week of April, which is in paganism, the time of the goddess, Sibel, it's the actual new year. So back in pagan times, they had the new year, which was the new birth, the renewal, the earth's fruition, when all the crops start to have a harvest. That happens at that time, which is like around Easter time, which Mm -hmm. also in Christianity is the rebirth time. Yeah, the so, resurrection after you know right. the death. That's right. So according to that timeline, we're right on track with everything. So honestly, yes. for me, right? For yeah, me, I have chills right now, like just hearing you talk about it. Right? It's very like if you go through time and space and look at how these cycles are on larger levels, 
it's it's really uh, not very shocking. And that's my prediction for how it's going to go. And it's not much of a prediction because it's just following how these things always occur. So um, there's that. In terms of the current astrology for what's happening, like literally right now uh, of what I see, it's the big Saturn story. So Saturn is going to be shifting from Capricorn into Aquarius. And we have all these big planets, big outer planets having a party in Capricorn that are going to be making these big shifts coming up in 2020 in general. So systemic institutional, because wouldn't Capricorn be like kind of the systemic institutional? Like exactly. Yeah, exactly. Capricorn is banking systems, economy, physical structures like that earth energy, right? So literal structural foundational stuff. Um, Mm. For America, we've been having our Pluto return, which was what happened at the founding of America. So this is what's interesting for America as a country is that we've been having our Pluto return, which is basically destroying any of those financial or sound-based structures that are have become corrupt or mm-hmm. are not based in reality. So I feel like what we're going to see is the Fed uh, is going to be having repercussions. We're going to see mm-hmm. more. I like that. This all ties in as well with the Aquarian Age prediction. Yeah. How everything gets revealed, old systems crumble, there's transparency in yep. places where there's been agendas and, and systems that are hidden for so long. Yeah, all the worms are coming get, up to the surface. Yeah, right? time to get revealed. And that's the only way new systems can get created is when the old ones are revealed, crumbles, and then make room for the new. And it's mm-hmm. going to be based on the truth. So here's the thing, like for people that are panicking, these economic systems are going to fall because they've been based on nothing, like imagination. Like they're not real. They have no even metal behind them, right? So they're not true. just paper, just paper. Yeah. There was a really good book uh, for folks that want a little deeper into that part. It's called uh, Extraordinary Popular Delusions and the Madness of Crowds. <laughs> I love and, that. It's, and it's so appropriate for what's happening right now. It's by Charles... I think it's McKay or something like that. It's been a while since I read it. But in there, he actually has the story of how the paper money system began at its inception. And among other stories like mass hysteria, I believe he talks about some plagues in there too. So it's really, if people want a little bit of background in his history to get a context of these types of events, which like I said, are, are cyclical What's happening now is unprecedented for us currently. However, they happen cyclically. Okay, so for all the unprecedented events that we're experiencing in our infrastructure, listen, same things happen to every single empire without exception. There was global events of it, certainly um, with things like Genghis Khan or, you know, past plagues, world wars, things that happen on these levels also. But because we're experiencing them now without knowledge of certainly a lot of history, people are removing it from that context. So I think it's important to keep looking. And so with the astrology, likewise, these things come around, you know, it all goes around the big clock, right? So if we look at what the planets are doing in terms of like, what time is it now? We're having a big gang party in Capricorn, heading into Aquarius, which the mythological story of that is the is the death of the king, right? Mm-hmm. It's the 
Ping story mm-hmm. where it's replaced by the new. That's exactly what's happening. It's just so perfectly beautiful, you know? <laughs> it, it works so well. You know? <laughs> um, so, Majo and Jenna, we're, we're talking a lot about moving from the old earth to the new earth. Can we have a forecast on what the new earth systems realistically look like? For people who aren't too familiar with that concept, how, for instance, do you see something like the financial institution changing or the healthcare system changing? Do you have any insights into how they actually look, how that's going to affect our lives? Yeah, it's uh, we can go by the myth stories, right? If Saturn is going into Aquarius, Aquarius is the sign of humanitarian, right? So whereas Capricorn is concerned more on resources, right, even hoarding resources, which we're certainly seeing at the crumbling of it, everyone's making that last grab right? Trying to be like, mine, mine. Toilet paper roll. Right? My kind of beans. So ironic. So ironic. Yeah. Uh, but it's all about resources. Whereas Aquarius is about sharing uh, and humanity and sharing humanity's gifts. Mm. It's about our intellect. Uh, it's an air sign. So it's kind of like the opposite of an earth resource hoarding sign, where it becomes more about humans coming into their gifts and talents. So uh, what I received in my meditation was that people are going to have value, not for resources, but rather for their innate gifts and talents, uh, which only humans uh, can provide. As we go more into technology, the shifts in the system, if we're going into an Aquarian age, it's kind of ruled by technology, innovation, inventions, uh, being able to use more mental energy rather than physical labor. Right. So if we look at the feeling of Capricornian revolutions, those are more like industrial, right, kind of literally like coal resources, stuff like this, whereas Aquarian is like using your smarts to figure out ways to not have to use resources at all. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. A lot of those I feel like are going to be overtaken by a whole new structure, which will instead be driven by people being clever and finding out ways where they don't need to use resources much at all. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that because there is absolutely the earth has enough abundance to provide for everybody if we're smart about it, you know, and we've just been so stupid about it that there's this inequality of resources. Well, she's clearly trying to wake us up to the fact that, you know, where raping and pillaging her of her resources there has to be a way to work in harmony with the earth where we're not you know just drying her out so this and, is and the way you know i bet us three could talk about it for about five minutes and come up with a whole bunch of great ideas that how the earth could be like replenished and sustainable but you know it's just that what's crazy is that these good ideas do exist and are obvious but people are not implementing them so hopefully this will force people to implement them Marja, can I ask you about the people who are, you know, I I have some people in my life who think that what we're talking about is completely bonkers <laughs> and there is no old world, new world um, transition going on. Is there going to be a divide in humanity, in systems? How is this going to look? It can't be all, you know, roses and rainbows on the other side of this. Surely there's going to be a fight for new systems? Well, it's it's true. Not everybody's on board uh, or aware. And there's, listen, 
it's really about ignorance, okay? So people who don't feel like there's any shift or revolution going on or think that that wouldn't happen, it's like, no, this happens all the time throughout history. Like I mentioned, like these kinds of things cyclically revolve, okay? The way that freaking America started was that we came in and disrupted the Native Americans and indigenous people and then imposed the system to begin with. Like it had a place where it started. You know what I mean? So individuals that are having a hard time understanding cycles of nature, uh, I think, are going to have difficulty coming. But the fact of the matter is, is that everything has to grow and change. That's the nature of the planet Earth that we live on. Like The nature of nature. It's the nature of nature. You know what I mean? So this is not this is not a made up thing. It's like I said, it's not woo. This is actually physically, structurally what happens in nature and on the earth in order for life, in order for life. Right. So you, when something stagnates, there's, you know, a plague comes, sh- shifts everything around and then new things happen. When nothing's growing anymore, a fire comes and it burns everything like that's it's just really straightforward how these things occur. And if you're blind uh, to these things occurring or want to pretend they're not happening, that's not going to stop it from happening. Right. Mm-hmm. You can be like, oh, I'm fine. I can stay in my house. That fire isn't going to hit me. But then it does. So I'm not really concerned with people resisting because this is something that is happening, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, they can do whatever they want. People can do whatever they want. This is an inevitable cycle of nature that we're going to have to, and the growth would be great. It's going to happen and change systems. And, you know, people should have changed them a long time ago when we saw that it was happening and it wouldn't be so severe is my personal opinion, right? If we listen to any of the admonitions from any indigenous culture, from any scientist, from anyone who's kind of seen this come in a ways away, I think that um, really we would just be able to spare a lot of the consequences for individuals. But that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. So in, to answer your question, people who are kind of like poo-pooing it or whatever, like, that's fine. Like, they're, every individual is getting impacted by this. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like with personal lessons in our own lives, it's like we could wake up to it early and change our ways, or we could have more and more drastic things happening to us, which compel us to change our ways eventually. So I just feel for those who are not on board yet, it's going to just become more and more compelling and then they're going to get on board. I also think that people need to, uh, people are confused about how to change the system. What does that look like for the average human? Like, does that look like sustainable food and water systems? We should start looking for land and growing food or at least start your own vegetable patch. Does that look like homeschooling our own kids and and recreating a, a educational system? Does, what does that look like in the health system in our own lives? Just getting on track with getting back to nature with herbs and immunity boosters and eating consciously. Because I feel like, yeah, there's a massive shift happening, but a lot of people don't know how to recreate their systems. And I just think that we could put some ideas out there that will get people proactive and confident that they can start restructuring for themselves. This is wonderful. And so like a mom, right? Like, so like, <laughs> like sorry. Yeah. How am I going to change the diaper and make my child lunch in tw- 10 minutes? Right? Like, how's yeah. that going to work? Right? So <laughs> totally practical mom concerns. So people have seen this, uh, you know, happening for quite a while. So I'm going to go ahead and quote two of my 
favorite peeps that I think have the best practical data for what you're mentioning. Uh, the first one is Starhawk. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Starhawk. Have you guys read any of her stuff? Nope. No, but it sounds fascinating. Okay, so Starhawk has been on this for a minute. So she talked a lot about ecofeminism and about how not only changing every individual needs to do, but also on up through our political systems, economic systems. Starhawk's data on ecofeminism is amazing, completely insightful, very practical. The other person who I enjoy a lot is Wendell Berry. Have you guys heard of Wendell Berry? We have now. That sounds, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he's pretty famous. He was a Kentucky tobacco farmer, uh, actually, but he developed uh, this idea called bioregionalism, which has really addresses a lot of all those practical concerns that you just mentioned. And both of those individuals talk a lot about things that we're getting confronted with now in terms of systems and something that even the current politicians are wrestling with a lot and what America is really founded on and what a lot what we see a lot of countries dealing with now, which is how much is the individual's responsibility and how much is the larger federal government's mm-hmm. responsibility, right? Okay, so and it's really ultimately about codependency, right? It's kind of it's about sovereignty and codependency is all those things you just mentioned. So as soon as you realize that there's an event that will cause you to lose a lot of the um, survival things that you had been codependent on someone else for you're really going to focus in on like, oh, no, (laughs) where's my food? Where's my water? Right? It gets real simple when you uh, have, you can be really confused and there's a lot of issues going around, but then it also gets very simple and comes down to like, oh, my God, I have no toilet paper. Right? So you, you really find out the things that you're dependent on and the things that you're able to provide for yourself, sovereignty versus codependency, right? So there's a lot of levels of that. Obviously, each individual, just like I don't know how to fix my car, uh, there's a lot of people that don't know how to help their body in times of a disease, okay? So like a lot of people are getting confronted, not only with the issue of like, even though there totally isn't a food or water so- shortage, when we get confronted with mortality, that's the first place people go. Everybody drops to base. It's the big base, you know, that chaka bong. Start, like, I don't, I, do you guys know what I'm talking about? I feel like as this hit, yeah. I felt that base note, like go like bong, where everybody is just like, leveled at that place, right? That's the leveler uh, for sure. And yeah, we do need to really address sustainability. Like, how do I provide for myself? How do I take care of my body? It was so funny. Like I went to the grocery store and of course everyone's panic buying. And I saw the food that people were putting in their grocery carts. I'm like, oh my God, dude, you're going to make sure you die faster if you eat all that. (laughs) I'm sorry not like, that is old world thinking jump I'm on the new world train like, <laughs> what are you doing like totally and none of the fresh produce is sold out at least in my area it's all like the can none day. of it none of it so we basically need to get educated we need to educate ourselves on how to keep healthy how to grow our own food how to fix our own car yeah well, right I could see in my vision, I see smaller sustainable communities where you have everything you need within your small sustainable community, but you guys, the community would have a water source and grow their own food uh, in, in smaller scale communities that are in more harmony with the earth. It's just my vision. Yep. 
but then that there is a, a larger role. Okay, so I believe the federal government does have a role, and I'm glad the federal government is there. And we do need large systems, but we also need the micro systems. They're both important, right? So you'll see, like in companies, uh, like in a company that's like got a CEO and all of these, it's got structures that are hierarchical, and those are you know hierarchy is meant in nature to work to everyone's advantage. I feel like the hierarchies we use now have just gotten corrupted and they don't trickle down and um, keep the ecosystem sustained. So the thing is we need uh, federal government to provide things. We need the state to provide things. We need our cities. We need our families, right? It's this um, interlocking system. But if at the bottom level, if at the bottom level of the individual and the families, they're completely codependent, that's where the foundation cracks, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And another thing I see in the newer paradigm is new paradigm is energetic transparency in a way that we haven't had it in the old paradigm. So like if I could look at a politician in the current paradigm, people are voting for this politician, but it's like so clear energetically that this is not uh, somebody who has the best interest of everybody at heart. I feel like in the new paradigm, it's going to become more energetically obvious to people like who should be in positions of power and who should not. You know what I mean? Right. right. Because of truth, it's a, it's merit based, right? It's really simple. Like they can either do it or they can't. Well, Marja, you also mentioned just a while ago about sovereignty and we're talking about how this is the age of transparency, new systems, new government structures, foundations for the people. A lot of people in my circles are concerned about the repercussions that are going to be put upon us in regards to the old systems. Are you saying in the tone of this new earth and new systems being built for the people that a law such as mandating adult vaccinations, and if not, you won't be allowed to travel, you won't be allowed to get a job, you won't be allowed to do anything really. Are you saying systems like that won't be allowed to be put forward or will crumble? Those systems, like I said, they're still going to have federal government systems, right? So, but the thing in the new earth is that it's going to have to serve, right? So I'm sure you guys have picked up in your meditations, anything that doesn't serve is out. So there's ways that those things can serve the greater good. So what I see in the new earth is that these systems will need to serve the greater good rather than greed agendas. That's the shift. It's not, I don't see those larger systems of government crumbling, but their agendas are going to have to mm-hmm. shift from corruption and greed to actually providing service for mm-hmm. the great good. Right. Mm-hmm. I see that too, Maja. Totally. That is a very positive statement. I'm I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the new earth. Like I have nothing but excitement. I'm ready. I'm like, just burn the old earth away already. (laughs) Um, Just bring it on new earth. Let's set up some new systems. Um, Guys, I'm realizing we're 35 minutes into the episode and we haven't even busted out any divination tools. Do you you think it might be on it? (laughs) Okay, so I have a couple of questions from our listeners. Why don't we bust out the tarot cards and see what immediate answer you get um, from some of these questions. So we have spoken about your best guess for containment, right? You said a month's time. So that's April, end of April. Okay, so we covered that one. What about the best advice for expecting mothers at this time? What is the role of babies being born in this time? Should Should we ask the tarot cards? Yep. 
I think too, like following the uh, hibernation, right? Everybody, if you're a new mama with a baby, you want to, I don't know about you guys, but I know for me, like inherently when my babies were first born, I didn't want to leave the house for like a month. Like I was weird. I certainly was maybe even a little too paranoid, but I didn't want anyone touching the baby. I didn't, that was my kind of like mama protective mechanism, but um, there is a hilarious meme circulating around with this creature with its eyes boggling out of its head. <laughs> and the meme is when you realize your everyday life is called quarantine. <laughs> and that's me. <laughs> I saw that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is me. Nothing has changed. Yeah, in like my, in my day. If you have a new baby, follow quarantine. But then it's terrifying because you have to go to the doctor. You have to go to the hospital, right? Which is... Of course, I don't know about you guys, but when I had to do that with the baby, I was like, dude, this is where all the sick people are. Like, oh, 100%. But right? in the Aquarian Age style, there are new technologies. There's this beautiful app called Heal in LA, at least, where the doctors come to you. You can get home ah. visits from basically any practitioner of any style out there. So there are new resources coming up to support That's the Aquarian amazing. Age, I believe. Fascinating. Yep. Let me pick. Oh, look at this. First card we get is the Fool. So with the fool as a recommendation for the mamas, this one is the new beginning card. So it's a hope card. Um, Also, it's like try not to worry about what's going to happen and just take every day as it comes. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's funny. The second card we get is page of wands, which is also the new Mm -hmm. beginnings card. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I know whenever there's a death wave, as I mentioned with you guys before, there's usually a baby wave after it, you know, Mm -hmm. so when I get these two cards, the new babies being born now are nature's way of setting the equilibrium as it goes through this um, plague, right? Fascinating. Mm, Good one. Very hopeful. I've got another question here. What archetype are we moving into as a collective consciousness? Oh, interesting. That's a great one. Let me reshuffle here. We get three of cups. Ooh, that gave me goosebumps. Mm. Three of cups is everyone joining together as a community and helping each other. That's so Aquarius. Mm -hmm. That's so Aquarius, right? And it's hard too. And also, I just love that it's a water card, you know, because that's really speaking to like the emotional and the heart, you know, centered maybe sort of aspect. Yeah, it's the three graces. That's cute. That is beautiful. I, I have one question for you. Um, and then Amber, I know you have a lot more. Um, what what are, do you think, that, I'm curious to know, are there any forces? I know a lot of people want to know like what's behind coronavirus. Like is, is it mm-hmm. like a conspiracy or is it just natural or like, I know we've, we're kind of leaning towards natural based on mm-hmm. what we've talked about, but I'm just curious what card would come up for that one. Oh yeah, let's see. Might as well, right? Who knows? <laughs> The question uh, on every wow. person's lips. We get the tower. We get the tower. Oh, no, we don't. Oh, yeah. my God. Wow. Okay, but translate that for us. That means it's just here to break down old systems. Break yeah, but that's not talking about break. what is behind it. Well, so for the tower card for me, I affiliate it with hexagram 51 from the I Ching, which is spring and that upheaval that comes at that time. So the tower is a spring card in general, but if we're asking if it's like man-made or nature, the tower is a natural disaster. So that Mm -hmm. would be natural. Fascinating. 
And also just like the, almost like I see it too as kind of like divine orchestration in order to break down the old systems, you know? Exactly. So maybe no matter what way it came to be, whether it was a conspiracy let out by China or biowarfare, whatever, it is divine orchestration. So it doesn't really matter how it came mm-hmm. to be. It's it's here Correct. to push us to new systems and to a new way of being. And I don't think even if it was man-made, I just doubt that whoever made it could ever conceive of how it has blown up. Do you know what I mean? Just I sort do. Of- yeah. Okay. okay, so I've got another question here. What is the best way to deal with the anxiety around the coronavirus? Because I know a lot of people, especially people with anxiety disorder and prone to fear, are really freaking out right now. Yeah. They're really, really scared. So and the, the, ne- the negative thing of that is that that affects your immune system, right? So when we have, like, it's stressful enough, life in general, but the virus is real, right? You can really get sick. I don't know. I've had viral pneumonia and it almost took me out. You know, I don't know how you guys are with uh, diseases and stuff, but I'm al- almost like a little pissed at people that are poo-pooing uh, the effect of the virus. Cause I've almost died from viral pneumonia before in my life. So I don't take it lightly. And I get like, you know, when people are like, Oh, well, it's fine. Well, if you've had viral pneumonia it can be really bad. Yeah. Some people aren't feeling the effects as bad. Other people it is. So you, we don't know, but you know, then you can, when you practice spirituality, you see that you're in control of nothing. So you kind of can release everything and know that, yeah, virus can get you so like it's not to be macabre, but like death comes when it comes. Like you can't it's real and we can't really stop it, but thankfully like death isn't what we think it is. So for me, that's how I conquered my fear with it was through reforming my attitude towards death in general and like instead of focusing on one thing going wrong I could be afraid of, I'm like, "Oh, I have control of nothing." Mm-hmm. So sometimes if you kind of widen your fear to everything, it'll reduce the anxiety towards a specific fear, uh, which sounds kind of dumb too. But if you spend time in anxiety worried about it, it lowers your immune system and your ability to have a better response uh, in terms of illness in general. So we want to try to decrease our inflammation, decrease our cortisol. Uh, one of the easiest ways you can do that is through breath work through breathing techniques is like a way to very quickly and accessibly come into uh, kind of getting control of your physical responses to fear. But fear is real. If you want to do it in a totality, you really have to get into your relationship with fear and death. Like that's the best thing we can all do is come into Mm -hmm. a confrontation with your relationship Mm-hmm. with fear and death and do a little deep soul searching go don't anxiety is when we leave it at the surface okay so anxiety is a prolonged fear that doesn't go away and it just keeps recirculating but if you come into a depth with it of seeing like what is it you're really afraid of when you have anxiety you're afraid of death mostly mm-hmm. right yep or losing something or something coming to an end. So Mm -hmm. if you really deeply want to get into anxiety, you have to go all the way, man. You got to go all the way in and look at- And recreate your system. Yep. You're rebuilding your system through that. And and just to that point, I feel like a lot of earth humans right now who are not, let's say, on the spiritual fast track or are not like 
having spirit, you know, dead people come to them in spirit form or like remembering their past lives and stuff like that. It's hard for them to grapple with death. I feel like for me, I have no fear around death because I'm just so convinced. Like I have seen evidence beyond a reasonable doubt in my life that the spirit goes on and that, um, you know, it's all for a greater purpose and for a greater evolution. And I've seen that, but I feel like, like for my mom and for my grandma who don't have that spiritual sense and foundation, it's so hard to not be scared. You know what yep. I mean? I know exactly. I've got an amazing course for them. There's a spiritual midwifery course online that is absolutely mind blowing that will change their perspective on death. Something we have to get in touch with and invite into and be familiar with just as much as we are life and being alive. And then that kind of changes the way we live with more gratitude, more presence, the more we're familiar with death. It's, it's a fascinating course. I should, we should actually link it. Yeah, let's link it. What's the name of the course? Um, it, it is by Olivia. Remember Olivia that we interviewed? We actually yeah. have a, a podcast episode on um, death midwifery. Great. That's really Olivia. Big. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big one. That's the um, solution. Yeah. I, I know we're running out of time, so I have another important question for you that our listeners want answered. Um, Maja, I know that there are some theories out there that the media is blowing this out of proportion mm-hmm. and that the numbers that are being reported and the predictions are a little bit over the top. There are some people that believe that 2.25 million people are going to die within the next eight weeks, which was what the media put out there. And there are some doctors and scientists that are saying those numbers are in fact completely wrong and this is all being hyped up. So my question is, how afraid should we be? Like how seriously should we take this? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a good question. I know I encourage everyone to do practices to get you in touch with feeling truth and discernment, right? That's the best. Obviously, we need to get information from outside sources, and I'm going to pick cards. But the more, because like, you know, you ladies feel I love how your outside sources are the cards, right? I know. But like, also, you need to feel in your gut if something's, you know, bullcrap or if it's not. So everyone Mm -hmm. really has to go into discernment practices on our own because of gossip and you I got to say, that's really hard right now. Yep. Like I am ping-ponging between all kinds of ideas. I can't seem to get in touch with a resonant knowing of, I, I'm very clear on where this is pushing us and mm-hmm. I can see the new earth. We're like birthing into it right now, but I'm so unclear. Well, I was until this conversation about if there's an agenda behind this and where it really came from, but it, it feels like it, it really was a natural, a natural case which is feels resonant. Yeah. Seems to indicate now where it goes from, this is the problem. And I'll just say really quickly, I know we're running out of time. The problem that's causing people confusion is a lot of people are capitalizing on this and presenting a lot of malarkey and illusion surrounding it in order to benefit themselves. Yes. Yes. yes, That is what I'm feeling. Yes. That is what I'm afraid of is how the government, how big pharma, how certain people are going to capitalize off this situation. I don't know if they're behind it, probably not, but there are people trying to capitalize it's opportunistic like coyotes okay and any single time there's going to be an event you're going to find these jerks that are going to be like "Ooh, i can make some money like all the people that bought the hand sanitizers to resell right there's just those people in the world and they're going to try to benefit off the frenzy 
Okay. For the cards that we picked, we get five of wands, which shows a bunch of people fighting with each other and creating the drama. This is the drama card. So it's number one, answering that there is part of the predictions are being created by people and making drama. Okay. Uh, second card that we get is temperance, which means it's somewhere in the middle. It's somewhere in the middle of the worst and the best prediction. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the fact that we got five of wands means that there are people dramatizing it a hundred percent. Temperance means there is some there. It, it's going to have some effect, right? It's not all garbage, but uh, it's somewhere in the middle. I okay, feel great. that. I err feel on that. the side of caution. I think it's important to err on the side of the caution during these times. Stay yeah. on lockdown and um, do everything you can to stay contained and safe and well. And use so not that, buy into the fear. And use that containment for your greater evolution, that 40 days in the cave kind of thing. Yes, I know. There's a lot of people, you know, we're we're all entitled and are able to do things and, you know, whether or not I don't know your guys' financial situation or other stuff. I know there's a lot of people that don't have the ability to stay calm because they literally are facing losses of jobs, of housing. There have there's a lot of insecurity, not just in health, but in every any every other way. And to that, I would just like to speak and advise for people to try to remain as adaptable as you can to, you know, come into community, even though we need to do social distancing and self-isolation to keep everybody safe from the virus, you also have to be able to restructure your system too. Like for any kinds of folks that are in poverty or are having loss and lack, please think about ways that you can now make shifts in order to benefit the greater good yourself and everyone involved without putting yourself at risk, but also being able to be like, I need, and I have needs and I need to get those needs addressed. I'm so glad you addressed that Marja, because that is a massive, massive point right here. Like this is, I mean, I don't know anyone that hasn't been affected financially, emotionally, mentally, physically, yeah. well, not physically yet, but that this is, this is touching everyone and it's on different levels. And a huge majority of people are really, really scared, not just because of the virus, but financially how yeah. this has completely turned their world upside down. It's affected us like majorly. Yeah. You guys majorly. yeah so it's, it's just oh, eight. Really- all yeah. of them are shut down. All yeah. of them, and Carrie's had to fire himself as as well oh as my God. all of his He's had to employees. Fire himself, that's really yeah. He bad. had a good shit in the mirror the other day. He welled up, looked himself in the eyes, and went, "Listen, dude, gonna have to let you go." Oh my God! Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's huge. But in saying that, so many people are worse off than us. Like this is yeah. so. I'm so glad you addressed um, that question. Is there anything else around that you think people will wanna wanna ask? questions people want to going to want to ask in those situations that yeah, we can I really help feel like you have to you might lose everything right now listen people might lose their entire livelihoods right now because of this shutdown so you're going to have to change completely and look to what opportunities is this event making in its mm-hmm. place so you're going to have to maybe let go completely a lot of us that are on the front lines for the you know light workers and ascensioners have already lost everything i'm laughing because i literally have gone through diseases losing everything being homeless with my children like i had to confront all those things and now a lot of people are having to confront it for the first time so my advice that i got from spirit to people confronting that now is you must be willing to release your old life completely and look forward to becoming something new 
Yes. And in Charles Darwin quote that I love is that it's not the strongest of the species to survive, nor the most intelligent, but the most adaptable to change. And we're going to come through, people who are adaptable are going to be able to come through it a lot easier. Agreed. And um, final question, who's going to win the election? (laughs) What's going to happen? Is is it to tell me, tell me someone great is going to be the leader to restructure all of the systems? Yeah, maybe the coronavirus will take out the entire administration. Maybe. (laughs) Do you have any insight into the American political scene right now where we're headed? Let's pick a card. Oh my God, we got the drama card again. The Five of Wands. Five of Wands again? Destruction, drama. Just people fighting. That means means that this election is going to get disrupted by by the situation, right? We might see the election put off or somehow affected greatly by all of this. Wow. Wow. One more more card to follow up. Yeah, let's see, right? (laughs) Oh my God, you guys, we got the devil. Wow. The devil's going to win the election, so that's obvious. Oh no, does that mean Trump's going to get reelected? What does that mean? I feel like it means the corruption is going to become visible at the surface. Nice spin. And you know how in the devil card, at least in the normal like weight tarot deck, it's like the people have the chains around their necks, but they're loose enough where the people could lift the chains off if they wanted to. It's almost like they're allowing themselves to be chained to the devil. So like even if the devil is in control, like we can lift our own chains. Choice. I love it. Okay. Do you want to pull one last card to leave the listeners with just moving forward on this whole pandemic? Yes. Let's see. What spirit wants them to know most? Oh my God. I want to cry. I'm so sorry. The card we got is the star, which (gasps) is an Easter card. Literally, it's the goddess Astara, the goddess of Easter, which as you guys know, represents hope. Mm. Mm. Well, we're rebirthing on Easter this year, guys. New paradigm. Resurrection. Resurrection. Wow. Wow. So, wow. It's all it's so beautiful. It's just so perfect and beautiful every time we have Maja on. Oh, I, I hope that gave all our listeners a lot of hope, a lot of positive insight, and just ease their, their bones a little bit during this intense time. Maja, thank you so much for being with us today and just giving us your heart and giving us your mind and I feel way better and way clear on the whole situation and um, time to just look inward and start being clear on how I'm going to rebuild my entire systematic life. How about you guys? <laughs> yeah, same. I'm so grateful for, for this and this clarity. And I feel a lot more clear about this whole situation just after having this confirmation from Maja and the cards. And it really makes a lot more sense to me right now than it did before this episode. So thank you. Oh, my pleasure, mamas, and sending lots of love and calm and just awareness and clarity to everyone. If everyone can just manage to hold their foundation of clarity, I think it'll really be helpful. And you know what would be a brilliant idea? To call up Maja and get an astrology reading for yourself or a tarot reading or an I Ching reading so you can get some guidance in mm-hmm. what systems you need to rebuild and how to rebuild them. Mm-hmm. So Maja, why don't you tell us where people can find you, how they can get a hold of you, what you have going on that people can jump on board with during this time? Oh, sure. Yeah, I did make tools for everyone to use. I have my I Ching book that people 
can use that's very helpful um, for getting answers. It's called the Occult I Ching, Secret Language of Serpents. I have my tarot deck that I made, the White Witch Tarot, which is a majors only deck and uses an alchemy method to get a quick answer. Uh, and then I have my Witch's Bestiary and my Witches in Familiars book to try and educate people on the more physical, emotional energy that's happening with everyone right now and how we can calm our bodies, uh, try to come into connection with our bodies and the earth and those emotional levels. And then I also am available at Maja at godismyboyfriend.com. My (laughs) website is witchofthedawn.com. And we will link it all so you can easily find her. Yeah, jump on the website to the show notes and you'll find those links. Oh my gosh, Maja, thank you so much. We love you. Thank you for everything. And as you know, we always offer our listeners an invitation. And please jump on here, guys, if you can think of something even more um, on point. I have here, think of one way that you can contribute to positive change during this time. Also, have a moment with yourself and think what systems in your life are not aligned with the new earth. If you can find that that system, it's time to rebuild it. What's one step you can take today to rebuild that system? Have you guys got anything you want to throw in there? I mean, what's coming to my mind is just how can you remain flexible? In what ways are you stiff and set in your ways? And in what way and how can you take steps to to release that and to remain flexible in this changing time? That's so good. And I would add raising my awareness and perceptions so that I don't get caught in these loops of old habits, but instead just remain, remaining dynamic, remaining dynamic. Mm, Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I'm taking that on. And if you wish, leave us a comment. So all the other people out there listening to this and sharing can learn and grow from your experience. What is your craziest story from this apocalypse? apocalyptic time we also need some entertaining during this quarantine time guys tell us everything in the comments section and please leave a five-star review for us on itunes we do read every comment and are so grateful for your support and that's it for today thank you so much for joining us that's it for astrology and tarot with marja we will be bringing you a follow-up episode on this topic as it develops so lots of love stay safe and enjoy diving inward to Towards creating a new earth. Woohoo. Love you guys. Bye, guys. Have a great day. Bye.